Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. This is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to be reacting to the first set of games. It was an exciting set that had plenty of game action that we want to react to, and it's really going to color how I'm going to watch film for the rest of the week. You know, what fantasy things happen that I need to reconcile with the film. What do I believe? What do I not believe as far as the different stats and what they're telling us for this week? Because those things are important in how you're going to react. Who are you buying low on? Who are you selling high on? Those type of things. So I want to check out some different people today. I want to start off with the Buffalo Bills, Zach Moss. I called for this last week when I looked at Zach Moss and he had just come back into the game. They were kind of easing him back into the lineup. Now, they still didn't give Zach Moss all the carries or anything. Devin Singletary was plenty involved and they ran the ball a lot better today as it looks I still want to see the film to see how it looks. And I still don't believe in the Patriots defense all that much, despite having the mastermind Bill Belichick behind them. I still don't know week to week if they have the defensive personnel to really challenge run blocking units that are able to really dominate them and get on the, get on them on a run blocking fit. The thing is the Buffalo bills hadn't really shown that up until this point. So the fact that they were able to get loose on the, on the Patriots a little bit today is a little startling, but I think that speaks to what we saw last week as well when the 49ers were able to ram the ball down the Patriots throat. But like I said, Buffalo hasn't been able to do that to as many people, but they did today. And Zach Moss was a big part of that. And something I was excited about when I saw Zach Moss last week was that he was running hard and he seemed to be a better overall fit for the scheme. He makes hard cuts. He gets up the field fast. And Devin just has a little bit more wiggle to his game. And while that's good, I think this offensive line isn't made for a back like that. I think it's a little bit more tailored to Zach Moss. So to see him more involved today was excellent. And to see him more involved in the goal line was also excellent. So it's definitely something that I'm buying into. I said last week that you should be slipping him into trade offers, and that would have paid off if you were able to get that done this week. It's definitely something I'm going to buy. I'm going to watch this game very intently to see if I like the way the line looked and really get a feel for Zach. But with the two touchdowns, with the money touches, with him running hard, I can't imagine that he doesn't continue to get a better share of this running game. And if Devin Singletary were to go down in the same way that Zach Moss did, I think that Zach Moss would actually be able to handle the load and would actually support a lot more running back value. As it stands, I'm definitely going to be looking at the matchups and I'm going to be looking at Zach as somebody I might not be trading. I might not be trading high off of this, even though this may be the high point of Devin Singletary stays healthy. But at the same time, I think that I would be trying to sell off my other assets and trying to stick Zach Moss in as my running back to, or something along those lines, if I was really trying to maximize my value. Because I do think that the film is going to show, and it showed last week, that Zach is just a hard runner, that if he's able to stay healthy, is a better fit overall for this offense. So we're talking Zach Moss. We're talking about having him in our lineup possibly going forward. We just need to see more. We just need to see if Devin Singletary goes down, what that is, situation would look like if that happened. But still, I mean, it's not a situation where I think he's automatically going to return running back one value just because this day happened and he was able to get in the end zone twice. Devin Singletary absolutely still exists. And in the same way that Gus Edwards still exists for J.K. Dobbins. 
You know, I think a lot of people assumed that when Mark Ingram went down, that J.K. Dobbins would automatically step in and get the bulk of the carries. And while he did get the lion's share of the yards and he did kind of split the carries evenly with, with Gus Edwards, and I still love the explosion when I, and what I'm seeing from him on film. The problem is Gus Edwards comes in on the goal line and gets a lot of the money touches, especially when they get up later on in games, although that wasn't the case today. They will bring Gus in and they will let him kind of finish things off because he is so big and powerful. And when teams know that they're running the ball, he's still able to get yards with that because he is a bull in a china shop just running dudes over and running through arm tackles. And I really like what I see from him, absolutely. And if any one person could get a hold of this backfield, that'd be one thing. But the Baltimore Ravens have shown us time and time again that they are not willing to do that and they're going to split the workload and that's going to cause a little bit of fluctuation amongst these running backs. So I didn't really fathom when I saw J.K. Dobbins getting drafted that it would take two injuries to kick him up to running back one value. But I think days like today go to show you that it's probably going to be more like running back two value because he's probably going to have to break one to get into the end zone with Gus Edwards sniping the goal line carries. And there's nothing to say that J.K. won't get some of those, but Gus is definitely the guy they look to to between the tackles and when it's a big-time running play like that. And that's not good it's not you want them in you want your players in you want your teams to be focused on those players when it comes to the money plays because that's when the touchdowns happen that's when all the different third down stuff that extend drives happen you want your players to be involved with that so while I'm excited about what I've seen from J.K. Dobbins I'm excited to see him go over 100 yards It's just a situation where they did run the ball a ton today and he still wasn't able to get in the end zone and it still doesn't look like he's going to be able to produce the value you might have thought if you drafted him in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds because those are starter rounds and you would have wanted a little bit more with Mark Ingram going out, especially when it wasn't anything that Mark Ingram is going to be down from the year from. He will be back from that and that will continue to dilute the carries for everyone when it's a three-headed monster back there. And, of course, it's not even just a three-headed monster with Gus, with J.K., and with Mark Ingram because you also have Lamar running the ball. I mean, he ran the ball just as many times as the rest of them today. So it is what it is, though. It's a powerful running attack, and you still want to have pieces of it if you can. It's just I didn't think it was going to take so much to push J.K. Dobbins into the upper echelon of running backs. I thought it would have been a little bit more straightforward, like I think most of us would have. But it is what it is, and we have to deal with it for now. So a running theme since he got back has been Devontae Adams, crushing cornerbacks and crushing dreams of defensive coordinators all over the place. You know, Aaron Rodgers is really focused in on him, and I think it's a lack of of overall weapon talent outside of Devontae Adams that has led to this massive target share. But it's there, it's real, and A-Rod looks to Devontae when it counts. It was more based on the touchdowns today, but that's just the way the yardage broke out. That's just the way this game broke out. You know, it would have been a lot different had the Packers been actually able to stop the Vikings on the ground. And it's interesting to me for this to be the second time that I've, re- I've really been taken notice that a team that was able to establish the run against the Green Bay Packers was able to defeat the Packers. The last time I saw this was the San Francisco 49ers took them out. It's interesting to me to see how susceptible the Green Bay Packers are to a solid running game. You know, this is the second time we've seen this in as many months. They got their brains beat in by the 49ers in that year. 
in that conference championship and then ended up not being able to handle Patrick Mahomes, which of course is nobody's fault. But I think that the Green Bay Packers would have had a better shot at that. They are more set up to stop the passing game. They're more set up to rush the passer, to have the other team get down and then rush the passer, use their weapons, use their weapons against the passing game whereas they are a little bit more susceptible to the run. I think they, I think you can lead that back to them not signing Blake Martinez. He did sign a large contract, but I still think that's something they should have done, and it's affecting the overall team. But when we're talking Devontae Adams, that's actually a good thing as far as having the Packers be pushed, having them have to throw the ball when, it's, when the game is down, because they have been throwing the ball more in earlier downs, and because the weapons aren't as good outside of Devontae and outside of Aaron Jones, who's been out, I think Devontae is somebody that I'm going to try and buy as a solid wide receiver one. He's shown his health at this point, and he looks so big out there and so strong. It's ridiculous to see him try and get covered by inferior cornerbacks. And while they did a little bit better job today, still – they were not able to contain him in the red zone. And I don't see that as something that's going to change. So I think that's absolutely somebody I'm going to target, just like I'm targeting the other part of this game. It really was Devontae versus Dalvin in this game. And Dalvin sapped up all of the Vikings' value today. You know, they were beautiful runs. I can't wait to watch this and make a highlight film out of Dalvin's day today because he was really cooking. He had all of his power back, you know, he'd gotten the time off, you know, he missed a game and he didn't miss a step, which was surprising because I thought the Packers had more juice than that on defense, but man, he really exposed them. And like I said before, it was, it was kind of eerily similar to the NFC championship game for the Packers. So that's certainly something they need to work on. You know, they re-signed Kenny Clark, but they didn't sign Blake Martinez, who has been a highlight for the Giants so far. So sometimes it's the moves you don't make that affect you. But uh, maybe Blake Martinez could have gotten a little bit more in front of some of these Dalvin Cook runs. But it's all hindsight at this point. And like I said, Dalvin certainly didn't show the ill effects. So I'm looking to him. I'm looking to Devontae. And I'm going to be trying to buy high on them. Because while I think this game was, you know, the peak of their value, I certainly think it's something they can actually build on and continue to move forward with. So... We're buying Dalvin, and you know what? we got to figure out who we're buying out of the L.A. Rams wide receiver core. Now, it was the aberration that we'd kind of been waiting for out of the Rams where they had to throw the ball. I just don't think many people saw it coming from the Dolphins. The Dolphins absolutely looked improved, and uh, I can't wait to see this game. I want to see Jared Goff throw the ball 61 times and see what he did with that because I don't think it's going to be all that pretty. Just like I don't root for injury, I don't really root for bad games because I don't like watching bad football games. But at the same time, I kind of want to see this. Nobody, everybody's had a harder time getting Jared Goff off of his game this year. And really, it's not even Jared Goff. It's the Rams' offense. The Rams' offense has been ginning. It's been moving correctly. And when they do that, they don't have to lean on the passing game as much. So him throwing 61 times is a complete aberration from, in comparison to the rest of the season. So it's been something that Rams wide receiver owners have been waiting for. And unfortunately, I bet a lot of people had him on their bench because it has been a somewhat unpredictable situation up until this point. And the target share goes to show you. I mean, Cooper Cup got 21 targets today. That is a ridiculous amount of targets. And he, now he was only able to convert 11 of them for 110 yards. 
but it goes to show you that he still has the talent. It's just when they're not pressed on days, when they're able to run the ball, when they're able to kind of hide Jared Goff, which is what they should do because he is not a five to seven step dropper. They need, and when I say hide him, I mean, he doesn't need to be on the bench. I mean, they need to be rolling him out. They need to be giving him easy reads. He is a great deliverer of the ball when it's on time. He is not a great decision maker when it comes to the third and fourth read and making five to seven step drops when the defense knows he's about to pass it. So if you can get him into those situations, you can stop the Rams offense, but you have to be able to do that and you have to be able to stop their run. You have to be able to keep eye discipline on the people that have the ball because they do a great job of moving you horizontally with their motion with the different things they do to keep the eyes off of what they're actually doing. So it's a kudos to the Dolphins to be able to do that today. And I can't wait to see how Tua looks with that. But like I said, you have to kind of pick if you're going to be able to stick with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And I just don't know if I'm still buying to, despite today, that they would have the volume of passes to be able to maintain this type of value the way everything is constituted. Because I can tell you unequivocally, 61 passes is not something they're typically interested on a day-to-day basis. Well, I'm excited to see where the rest of these games go. Look forward to posting the individual games, so look out for that. Like, listen, subscribe, and let me know what I can do to bring more exciting content to y'all. And uh, have a great rest of your week, guys. Look forward to hearing from you.